Are you hustling from scarcity or hustling with alignment? Join me and my powerhouse client, Shanae Momoko, for an incredible conversation that's going to transform your leadership. This conversation is part of a very special series where I am featuring the leaders of the 2020 Thought Leader Collective. If you want to learn more about the Thought Leader Collective, head to rubyframon.com forward slash TLC. And if it feels in alignment, apply today. Now in this episode, you're going to learn how to shift from doing what you think you should be doing in your business to only doing what feels good. You'll also learn how to swap your habit of hustling from scarcity for a habit of hustling with alignment, how setting strong boundaries will actually improve your business, support your clients, and make you a better leader. And finally, three steps to activating self-trust so you can create success on your own terms. Now, Shanae isn't a stranger to the thought to today's thought leaders. She was actually featured in episode number 151. So if you have yet to listen to that, go listen to episode 151 and consider this a part two conversation. Now, Shanae Momoko is a former fitness and nutrition expert and retired WBFF bikini pro turned master life coach for fitness and life coaches. Her mission is to help women break through self-doubt and perfectionism, heal their limiting beliefs, and take massive action so they can reach their highest potential in business and in life. Shanae has been a coach since 2013. She skipped the nine to five grind and went straight to pursuing her passions of being a personal trainer, professional competitor, and online fitness and competition prep coach. She's the host of the Your Highest Self podcast. Go subscribe today. Founder of the Highest Self Mastermind and community membership that helps aspiring coaches break through mind blocks and create the conviction to go from from a self-conscious nobody to a self-confident leader. As a fitness professional and high-performance coach, she's guided 15-plus clients to competitions where they earned pro status and top rankings. She has helped over 100 clients reach their health and fitness goals using her signature reset method that combines healing diet mentality and body image to create a sustainable lifestyle using the power of their mindset. When she is not coaching, you will find Shanae reading, boxing, working out, gardening, and fostering orphaned kittens with her husband and their four min pins in Northern California. Now, as a loyal thought leader, I am inviting you to please uh, support Shanae with her kitten rescue because she's doing some incredible work rescuing these kittens by making a donation today. Every single dollar counts. Just send your donation via Venmo to Muffins Mates. That is M-U-F-F-I-N-S-M-A-T-E-S. Alternatively, you can donate an item from her rescues wish list on Amazon. That link will be in the show notes. Now, whether you are new to the podcast or a loyal thought leader, please take a moment to download a few episodes and drop a rating and review on iTunes. And if you have any topic suggestions for future episodes, just text me 1781-336-0160. Now it is time to end the hustle, set strong boundaries, and be a better leader with the one and only Shanae Momoko. Welcome to today's Thought Leader, where I'm challenging you to rise up, speak up, and create a movement. I'm your host, Ruby Fremont, and I'm here as a catalyst for you, the new generation of thought leaders. I'm a kick-ass life coach, a bullshit detector, and courageous communicator. 
I'll show you how to gain visibility, build a cult following, and create impact while increasing your income. Join me every week as I dive into raw and real conversations that will help you amplify your presence, influence, and impact. It's time to unapologetically do what you're here to do and do it your way. So get ready, thought leaders, and let's make shit happen. Hey, thought leaders, I am back and we are still doing this very special series where I'm featuring the leaders in the 2020 Thought Leader Collective. And today's guest is no stranger to today's thought leader. She was actually a guest last season um, in year two. And you can go back and listen to that episode, episode 151, where we talked about leading with integrity. So let's consider this episode a follow-up to that. I am super excited to have Shanae Momoko on the show today because Shanae has been with me a long time. It feels like a very long time and I've seen her um, and go through a massive, massive evolution in just who she's being, how she's leading, and the business that she's creating, as well as the people that she's serving and how she serves them. She is someone who has really stepped out as a true leader, um, not only just in her industry, but as a leader, period. And the way in which she supports her clients now has truly amplified due to the fact that she has dropped into her true potency. So Shanae, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited for us to chat today. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. It's really great to be back. Yeah, this is going to be, I have a feeling this is going to be like a super juicy episode. Um, <laughs> only because we have so much to talk about. And I would love to start with, um, since we last had you on the show in episode 151, that was really when you were starting to evolve your business. That was when you were starting to realize that there was some misalignments in place with your leadership, how you're showing up, what you were creating. And since then, there have been like huge changes in, in your life and your business. So I'd love for you to just share um, a little bit of that evolution with our listeners. Ooh, where, where do I start? It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot. I know. Uh, Why don't we start with like the journey this year and what that's been like? Like what happened after you gained the awareness oh, yeah. that things were not aligned. So after I gained the awareness that things were not aligned, I, I had a choice. I could either continue to live the life that I was living, do the business that I was doing and, and not be in integrity like we had talked about in the last one, or I could choose to greatly step outside of my comfort zone and just make some radical, radical changes. So that's what 2020 has been. It's been the year of trusting myself, trusting my purpose. Um, I think so much of my dialogue in my head last year was my purpose is not good enough. It's too small. I'm not good enough. Um, and even some imposter syndrome of like, who am I to be doing this work? Um, so this year's journey has been I think like from a high level perspective, it's been stepping like back and looking at things, it's going to sound 
convoluted, but like a little bit more objectively because I was romanticizing so much of my business and my goals. And so when I could step back and I could look at it a little bit more objectively, I then was able to see what's in alignment and then what's not in alignment. And then I was able to shift my programs, shift the code, like the clients I was coaching and shift more towards doing things that were in alignment. Um, so that was like one really big phase of the journey. So if I look at, um, the programs I have this year, they're extremely different from last year, Mm -hmm. uh, the clients that I'm coaching and, um, all of it, I've just been putting under the filter of like, does this feel good for me? Like, does it feel good for my life? Does it feel good for, for who I, who I am? versus is this what I think I should be doing? Is this what I think looks good on Instagram? Is this what I think people want me to do? Um, So that was like kind of one of the key aspects of my journey this year. Mm. I love that because I think um, that's where a lot of people are stuck is the place of, is this what I think I should be doing? Is this what I think is going to look good on Instagram? Mm -hmm. Uh, And often when we're stuck in that place, we don't recognize that we're stuck in this place, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the awareness. And I love how you put it like you had a choice, right? Because you can continue doing what you're doing, even with the awareness, yeah. right? Or you can choose to create change. I'd love to talk more about what you said about romanticizing your business and goals. Tell me yeah. more about this. Oh man. I mean, I'm, I'm like an emotional person anyways. I'm so dramatic. And so I realized that I was placing so much, um, really I was placing so much of my self-worth into my business and my goals. And so I would romanticize it by thinking like, well, if this doesn't work out the way that I want it to, then it means this about me. Or if this doesn't, you know, if I don't sign up this many people, then um, this is what it means. And so I romanticize things thinking that A, they had to be a certain way, B, everything should feel good all the time, which mm-hmm. I mean, it, it should, but at the same time, when we're stepping outside of our comfort zone, like it's going to be hard. It's not going to come easy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't recognizing that because if something didn't feel easy, which a lot of things come super easy to me, then, then I thought I wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. So it was like a two prong thing of, of thinking that I wasn't good enough for a lot of the things because it was outside of my comfort zone and then really putting a lot of my validation and a lot of my self-worth into my business. And what we spoke about last time was I had really built my business for my ego Mm -hmm. and was using it for, for lots of validation. Yeah. And I think that so many of us fall into that trap, right? Because it seems like digital technology is built for ego validation with the like button and the filters and the followers and, and all the things, the numbers game, like it's so easy to get wrapped up in that. And that's what leads us astray from our purpose and from mm-hmm. our ability to trust ourselves because it's like, it's almost like we give up all our power and we give it away to our devices, to our social media channels to our followers even and we start show it's easy it then becomes easy to show up with the energy of okay please like me okay please validate me okay please accept me or okay please buy this or enroll in this Mm -hmm. and 
when we get wrapped up in that, that leads us further and further away from the offers and programs and services that really do feel good. And I also love that you mentioned that, yes, things should feel good and there's going to be stuff that doesn't feel good because we are leaping outside our comfort zones a lot as, first of all, as leaders, because we're paving the way. And then second, as entrepreneurs, because we're in this, uh, well, I think entrepreneurship is like the biggest personal growth game ever made. (laughs) And we're constantly challenging ourselves to achieve new things and to, um, to, enter new levels of our business, right? And that gets uncomfortable. So this year I've seen you step outside that comfort zone. Um, But I've also seen you create out of that discomfort. Um, And like you said, these new programs that you never had. And I'd love for you to share more about what that creation process was like compared to how you were creating programs, offers, and services before? Hmm. Really good question. So last year, we talked about this on a coaching call, I think. I kept (laughs) probably. (laughs) I was making like program after program after program. And it was like hustle, hustle, hustle. And it And it felt like if I wasn't making a program, if I wasn't selling something, if I wasn't enrolling in something, then like I wasn't good enough. Like Mm -hmm. I was, I was putting so much of my validation again in, in my business. And so it was almost as if like a cry of like, like me, accept me, Mm -hmm. tell me I'm good enough by enrolling in this program. Um, So it was a lot of hustle. And this year, it still was hustle, but it was hustle with alignment versus last year, which was like hustling from the scarcity mindset of Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough. So I'm going to create out of the energy of I don't feel good enough and hoping that I feel good enough once I launch this thing into the world. Mm. And so this year, um, even though it was still a lot of hustle, it was more hustle with alignment and it was so much easier. (laughs) First of all, it was so much easier because I was truly being myself. And last year, um, it was exhausting trying to show up in a way that I thought would make people like me more. Mm-hmm. And when I shifted that energy this year, um, so I want to back up and say like, I felt the fear and I did it anyways. So one of the programs that I launched this year was a mastermind and Mm -hmm. it was a mastermind for coaches. And last year I was predominantly a fitness and nutrition coach, did a lot of competition coaching. Um, But I felt as if I I wanted to do more and I wanted to help coaches and um, fitness coaches, life coaches trust in their purpose and trust in their voice and that they have, they like their purpose matters Mm because there's those of us out there who we just like, we just feel like we're meant for more and that Mm -hmm. feeling isn't a lie. Um, So this year when I launched that program, I mean, it was so scary (laughs) because I've never, I've never done it before. Um, It's a completely new niche. It's an evolution of my niche. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had no idea if, my audience was ready to make that investment because it's a much bigger investment than hiring a coach for a show or a coach to help you with your, with your body. Mm -hmm. So I felt the fear a lot and I did it anyway. And I really, really focused on, um, an abundance mindset and Mm -hmm. really trusting that 
you know, what is for me will not pass me. Mm-hmm. And what is not for me will pass me by. So the aligned clients will come as long as I stay in this abundance energy and I'm doing this from a place of love where like I truly want to help this woman because I love her. She was me. And I want her to know that like this is something that she can do. And so um, it was easier in that sense because it was easier to show up as myself, but it was still very vulnerable <laughs> and very mm-hmm. hard um, because since I was doing something new, I was putting myself at risk for not being liked and not being accepted because um, it's something completely new to my audience. Yeah. Yeah. And it's scary enough to launch something new and then add to that, it's scary to launch something that's a higher price point. And then add to that, it's scary to launch something that is a um, like a higher level than what you're used to launching and then add on top of all of that. It's scary to show up as who you are, as the person that you are. And all of those factors together makes for a really scary launch. But like you said, it was also easy, Mm -hmm. um, easier because you're being you. And I think this is one of the misconceptions, right? Is like people get caught up in in who they think they need to be. They're pretending, they're carrying these false personas. They're trying to be everything that they think they need to be in order to be liked, pleased um, by others or even accepted by others. But that in itself is way more effort and energy than just showing up as you. Um, But I don't want to leave the listeners with that because there's a huge missing piece here. There's the piece of like, how did you then go from showing up the way that you were, you know, performing, pretending, trying to appease the masses to being in your own skin and and showing up as, as Shanae, you know, as, as the leader that you are, as who you be. How do we make that shift? And how did you make that shift specifically? Because I think for everyone, it's different. Mm, yeah. I used a, a different filter on Instagram. Kidding. <laughs> 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 nothing, nothing that you'll see on the outside. Um, it was a hundred percent the inner work. Um, last year when, um, we recorded it, I think it was shortly after the activation retreat. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I had a choice. I could either continue the way that I was going or I could decide to make a change. And I, and I did. And that inner work for me looked like committing to my self-care, my journaling, meditation, um, shortly after I got my Reiki certification. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, I was struggling with stillness. I was struggling with listening to my intuition, with trusting myself. I thought that all the answers were outside of me. I was like looking for the next strategy. You know, maybe if I launch this way, it'll be better. Maybe if Mm -hmm. I launch that way. And so um, it was, my journey was turning off everything from the outside and focusing on my inside. So my connection with spirit, my connection with myself, um, my personal relationships, my relationships at home, who I was being at home, how I was showing up in my day-to-day life and the energy that I was in every single day and who I be, like you say, mm-hmm. versus like what I was doing. Cause I showed up on Instagram a lot more last year, mm-hmm. stories every single day, teaching, just doing, 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 doing. 
And this year, it's like completely different where I more focus on my own inner work and my own fulfillment and my own happiness. And that naturally exudes into my containers, my coaching containers, um, without me having to sort of prove myself by using Instagram. So that's how my journey looked. It's not sexy <laughs> and it's not easy. And it's um, something that you had said was like, it's something that no one's going to congratulate you for mm -hmm. because people don't see it. They just notice, oh, wow, you're a little bit different. Um, but yeah, no one's going to congratulate you for committing and being devoted to your rituals and your routines. Um, and the more that you try to kind of show that, showcase that, I think on Instagram, the less it takes away from why you're doing it. Um, so the inner work was really big for me and my connection with spirit and gosh, just, I think that's really what it is. I mean, mm -hmm. it sounds simple, but it's not because it really was a devotion to myself. Yeah. And like you keep saying it was a choice, right? And oh, yeah. I think it's, um, it's one thing to talk about our rituals and the inner work. And it's a totally different thing to actually be in it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, from the outside looking in as, as your coach, I saw you go from like more of a frenetic, the hustle energy mm -hmm. of like trying to go after all the things to like having the ability to sit still and that in itself is such a huge challenge for the majority of human beings on this planet, right? Mm -hmm. Because we are raised in a society that rewards the doers, right? Like we're rewarded for doing, we're rewarded for what we have, for how much we have, for the things that we accomplish that are external, that people can see. We're not necessarily rewarded for our inner work However, the rewards that we get are internal and they reflect in our own personal lives, like you said. And I think it's, um, it was very, um, what's the word I want to use? It was, it was incredible to witness you go through this. And at the same time, it felt so good to see you reap the benefits at the mm. end like that to me because when you're going through it it doesn't feel necessarily rewarding <laughs> you're kind of, right yeah. <laughs> like let's just be real when you're going through it, it doesn't really feel rewarding but at the end when you start to see the changes in your relationships in your business in your ability to attract the right people um, in your creations that's when I think to the person going through the inner work, that's when the reflection becomes something that you can really celebrate. And that I feel like has been this whole year for you. I agree. During the time it didn't, it was hard, right? Because it was like, so last year when I was launching program after program, kind of really looking for my worth in that this year, when one of my programs ended, I didn't quickly aim to do something else. And mm -hmm. that was one of like the first like light bulbs of like, oh, this is how I've changed. Mm -hmm. um, I was able to sit back and, um, and I'm a manifesting generator. So mm -hmm. I like have a million ideas. Um, but when I 
because of the inner work, I was able to sort of sit back and look at all the different things I wanted to do and pick the one which felt in most alignment versus last year, like you were saying, like the frenetic energy of I have to do them all. Mm. So I still have all the ideas and I can still act on all of them, but I now have the awareness and the patience to choose what feels in most alignment and what I really want to do. And that has been like the, one of the biggest benefits. And so this year it's looked more like nurturing the clients that I have mm-hmm. versus trying to get more. Cause I used to feel as if the more I had, the better of a coach I was. And that's been completely like put up upside down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, I think it's also that concept is also scary because we want to continuously grow, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's personally, professionally, we want to grow our businesses, we want more. And so to say, well, wait, let me just put the focus on nurturing what I have. That in itself is a decision that can be really scary for entrepreneurs. Um, but from what I've seen with you, nurturing what you have has actually supported you in creating or attracting even more abundance. Um, in your business. Is that right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. No, it it totally has. And I think part of it is um, who I'm being Mm. because when I'm nurturing my clients, when I'm present to Mm. what I'm creating, what I'm co-creating with them, Mm -hmm. then that's the energy that's in alignment with me versus the energy of what's the next thing I'm going to do? What's the next thing I'm going to do? What's the next thing I'm going to do? Um, and a part of that, a large part of that was actually even stronger boundaries for myself. Um, so along with the inner work and the commitment and the choice of devoting it to myself, stricter boundaries around my work schedule, (laughs) stricter Mm. boundaries around, um, when I respond to clients or how many clients I want to have. And I think that's something that I didn't quite realize until we started talking that, that the boundaries has also helped. Um, and the boundaries was just a product of the, of the inner work. And that's also, I think, a really, really hard for entrepreneurs, especially heart service coaches, mm-hmm. like those in the service industry, because we truly, truly want to help. And last year, the I was coming from the energy of like, I love these people so much that I am going to bend over backwards and I'm not going to sleep and I'm going to travel to Australia mm-hmm. <laughs> for them. And, and even though it was coming from a place of love, it was still coming from that place of validation. And so mm-hmm. the stronger boundaries this year has elevated my coaching container because I'm coming from a place of love, but then I have the boundaries for myself where I'm honoring my self-care and my time versus mm-hmm. overcompensating for my lack of, of worthiness. Mm, yeah. I, I second all of that. Like boundaries has been huge for me as well. And um, as heart-led entrepreneurs and leaders, especially in the position of service, like we do want to do everything. Um, we do want to help everyone. We do want to support everyone. And that can lead to us bending over backwards because within that desire to help everyone is really the undercover desire to be seen in a certain way, to be perceived in a certain light. And so as 
unselfish as we think we're being, we're actually doing it for selfish reasons. And by setting these boundaries, um, well, let's demystify some myths around boundaries. Cause like one is, well, I need to be super available for everyone so that I can really serve them. Right. And then there's like a myth. If I'm not as available, then I'm not going to get as many clients or clients are going to drop or people are not going to want to work with me. And what's the truth in mm. that? Like what happens when you actually create stronger boundaries is your clients will respect you and honor you for having those boundaries. Mm-hmm. Another and myth I- is that boundaries make you a bitch. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. They don't. What instead? Um, I mean, I, I feel like I remember you saying to me that you were inspired by my boundaries or by the fact that I put my laptop away at a certain time. And when you had said that to me, that was a massive reflection for me because I actually was carrying so much guilt for that boundary specifically. Like I'm going to close my laptop at 5 p.m. and I'm not going to answer anything. I carried so much guilt. And like when you made that comment to me a while back, a long time, I feel like it was last year, it shifted something in me because I was like, oh, okay, this is actually seen as a good thing. It's not interpreted in all these bad ways that I'm imagining it to be. Um, And that's what we do. We just like concoct all these stories around boundary setting when boundary setting is the way in which we get to, to hold the container of the work that we do. I think it makes you a better leader because your clients, when I, when I made these better boundaries for myself, I think it made me also a better leader and it makes everyone a better leader because your clients know what to expect of you. Mm. So if they email you on a Friday and you've been emailing back on Saturday at 10 PM, they kind of expect that. Mm -hmm. But when you have the boundary that, you know, I work Monday through Friday, nine to five or whatever hours you set and you, and you have that boundary, then they know when to expect an answer for you. So then they're not checking their email think thinking like, well, she usually answers me on a Saturday. So let me see, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And so it's, it's, it's better for them. It's better for us. And it's also role model behavior. Mm -hmm. Um, It's leadership behavior. I don't want my clients answering emails at midnight Mm -hmm. because they feel like they have to. And so I'm going to model that for them. And part of that also looked like um, earlier call times. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do calls at 6 p.m. Right. (laughs) 7 p.m., 8 p.m. And changing that. And then um, your clients will shift the schedule so that they can be there. And that is also part of their transformation because Mm. you're giving them an opportunity to show up for themselves. Yeah. So true. And so well said. And, um, we do pave the way, right. And so we have to lead by being the example. It, it, we have to, we have to model that for ourselves. Um, so to model it for our clients and, and our communities and, um, with boundaries also comes, um, the opportunity to create a uh, stronger container for, for trust, mm-hmm. I feel, because there are expectations that are set now versus like anything and everything goes in this container. No, not anything and everything. <laughs> this is what's accepted. This is not what's, this is what's not accepted. This is what, how things go. This is how things don't go. Um, it just, 
creates, it paints a clearer picture for everyone involved to have these types of boundaries. Exactly. And then if there is that one client who gets upset about you setting a boundary, um, then that's because that person benefited from you not having boundaries. Mm. And that's true for anyone in your life. Um, so yeah, boundaries was definitely one of those like inner work that, that helped me in this evolution of trusting my purpose and trusting myself and, and being a better leader, I think. Mm, yeah. And with that, let's talk about the trust, right? Let's talk about the trust because you went from, uh, rather than trusting yourself, trusting ev- everything external, leaning into the external world for everything that you were seeking to now really trusting yourself um, to find your own worth, to validate yourself, to uh, create what is best for you and your clients. Like you are in full self-trust mode. Um, And I'd love for you to speak more to that because I think that not enough leaders are trusting themselves. There's two places I want to go with this. Mm -hmm. First was last year, Kimra, um, who was a business coach at the time, said to me, there's a million ways to make a million dollars. And I I didn't, it didn't register at first. I was like, Mm -hmm. what do you mean? There's one way, <laughs> right? The way. Show me the way. What is the way? <laughs> yeah. And when she said that, that was the first time that I was like, oh, because I have, I, I tend to have an all-or-nothing mentality, like very black and white, and it takes me effort to see all the different colors. Mm-hmm. So when she said that, I was like, okay, there's a million ways. So then, what is my way? Because I've been looking for the way mm-hmm. and I'm thinking that that's going to be in the next business coach I hire, the next mastermind I become a part of, the next launch strategy that I try. Like that's going to be the thing that mm-hmm. gets me to success. Mm-hmm. Second way part I want to add to this is what does success mean to you? Mm-hmm. So there was two things I had to do. One was realizing that there's a million ways to make a million dollars and there's my way. And then two was really redefining what success meant to me um, because I was chasing an illusion of success last year. Mm-hmm. And that led me astray. Like mm-hmm. led me, you know, if we go back to Dov Barron's episode of Magnetic North versus True North, it, it led me to my Magnetic North. Mm-hmm. And I had achieved all these things, done all these things, made all this money, and yet I still wasn't happy. So when I pulled in the second part of like, what does success really mean to me? That's what kind of activated my self-trust because Mm -hmm. then I was able to start to identify like what matters to me? What fulfills me? How do I want my days to look? How many hours do I honestly really want to work? How many coaching calls do I want to be on a day? Mm -hmm. Um, And when I was, when I just kind of got into that like thought process, um, the the follow-up to that is then actually taking action. So, um, you know, clarity comes through action. So the more action you take, the more you're able to see like what is for you and what is not for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the more you practice that, the more you trust yourself. So self-trust really just is showing up for yourself and keeping your promises to yourself. So some of those promises um, was, my, was my inner work. Um, um, the boundaries that I held with myself and with my clients. And mm-hmm. then... Um, keeping the promise of like what success meant to me and mm-hmm. like really integrating that. So, you know, last year it really was about the sign ups and the clients and the money and, you know, chasing the 10 K months. 
Mm -hmm. And this year, um, I honestly only work like 20 hours a week, (laughs) (laughs) which is amazing. (laughs) I, I spend since this summer, um, yeah, since COVID started since the summer, I spend more time, um, on fun stuff. I garden. Um, I have four dogs. I started a kitten rescue and I I probably spend more time rescuing kittens and taking care of kittens than I do like actual work work. Um, Mm -hmm. but that's what success means to me. And like that makes me happy and that fulfills me. And that is me living my purpose. So my purpose isn't to make the most amount of money or to, um, you know, have this many Instagram followers or, you know, whatever, like my purpose is much bigger than that. And I can fulfill my purpose through the different avenues. So part of that is coaching. Mm -hmm. And another part of it I found is through rescue work. Um, it really, really like completes my soul mm-hmm. <laughs> on yeah. some weird level. But um, that is, um, I hope I answered the question. Mm-hmm. It was kind of long. No, that was a beautiful answer. And um, what I love the most about it is because it also showed your progression and your evolution with self-trust and um, which leads us to today. And um, I mean, I'll reflect back what I've seen you accomplish this year alone uh, in Thought Leader Collective is like, well, first of all, you launched your journal, which oh, yeah. is available on Amazon. She always forgets this. Um, it's an amazing, amazing journal. And uh, for especially for people who struggle with journaling, I think, because the prompts are really great. Like you don't have to think about it. You just follow the journal and it's a beautiful, beautifully designed journal. We'll have the link to that in the show notes as well as all the other links that we discuss. Um, so you launched a journal, you started a kitten rescue, you cut your hours by like, I mean, more than half, more than half. Yeah. Um, you launched a mastermind, you launched a community, Mm -hmm. um, you, devoted yourself to your self-care and your inner work. Um, You broke up with the toxic relationship that you had with social media and now have a healthy relationship with it. And you've improved your personal relationships. Mm -hmm. And all of this really has happened because of the inner work that you've devoted yourself to. Did I miss anything? I feel, I feel like there's so many things that you accomplished this year. <laughs> no, that was really good. Yeah. That, um, thank you so much for reflecting that back to me because I tend to downplay my achievements. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot about my journal and that was an act of self-trust. That was an idea I had that I decided to trust and run with mm-hmm. it and, and do it by myself mm-hmm. versus looking around at how other people did it and how they launched it and how it looks mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, that was a really big accomplishment for me um, because journaling, journaling has been such a catalyst for my self-growth mm-hmm. and I really wanted other people to be able to experience that. And I had such a hard time being consistent. Mm-hmm. So um, by doing like a 30-day thing where everything is outlined for you, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I find that people have a much easier time developing that habit. Um, so yeah, that was self-trust. And I think just everything that I've launched this year, the community, um, I mean, the pricing of the community, like really learning to trust myself. And again, going back to the validation and the self-worth, like my worth is not in what I do. My worth Mm -hmm. is not in the mastermind, the community, 
the journals. It's in myself and, and I think really just loving that, like loving myself and devoting myself to that Mm -hmm. and filling my container and then letting that overflow into the things that I've created. And I could only do that with self-trust because I had been bending over backwards for so many people and Mm -hmm. I had been doing everything for everyone else and nothing for me. And so um, that act of learning to trust yourself, I think can be huge for anyone who identifies um, as a people pleaser, mm-hmm. former former people pleaser, mm-hmm. um, and also perfectionist, because um, I also had to trust that sometimes B plus work is good enough. Yes, I love that. She said, Shanae said this in one of our thought leader collective calls, and everyone loved it. I loved it too. It's like B plus work. Yeah, why do we keep aiming for this A plus? And who's grading us anyways? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I kept trying to go for the A, 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 A. And again, that was I didn't trust myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't trust that it was good enough. I didn't trust that it would help people. Um, it was self sabotaging behavior. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And we've all been there, done that, myself included. Um, self trust is huge. And it's just been amazing to see how that has supported you. Well, you activating that self trust has supported you in. in creating alignment and leading with integrity in um, designing a life that you actually enjoy living versus, mm-hmm. um, you know, hustling all the time and hitting a wall and, and living your life for other people and leading your business for other people. Because after all, that's not why we choose leadership and entrepreneurship, right? We, we choose this for our purpose and so that we have control over how our life looks and somehow we get shit twisted and we start letting that control us. And so it's, it's been really incredible to witness your transformation. And I just honor you for doing all the inner work um, because it's not easy. It's not easy and it can be gut-wrenching at times um, to face our shadows in that way. But um, the rewards come. And they will continue to come as you continue to stay devoted to your path and to your purpose and to yourself. Mm, So beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) And I want to add to that. I think that it's so, I think what people don't see is that when you, when you, when you do devote yourself to your inner work and then you're in this energy, opportunities are going to come to you. Mm. I work less hard at making myself seen because I see myself mm-hmm. and because I see myself, other people see me. Mm-hmm. And that's been, that's been something really, really interesting that happened to me this year. Mm-hmm. You know, last year, I think I spent so much time trying to be seen versus just seeing myself and standing in my truth. And as you say, my potency and like knowing like, this is who I am, this is what I do and this is how I help. Um, it's brought so many more speaking opportunities for me this year. Um, so that is something that I think not enough people are talking about again, cause it's unsexy and mm-hmm. you don't really, there's no like tangible, you can't really put your hands on, on what that looks like, but you, like the way in which you do something, the energy in what you do something is so much more important than the thing that you do itself. Mm. So yeah. that who you be and working on your energy and your inner being. I mean, I can't stop talking about it. It's, it's all I coach now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your transformation has definitely influenced the way in which you serve your clients. So, um, thank you for adding that. And, um, 
I'd love for you to share a, just a little bit about what the journey has been like with the Thought Leader Collective this year, because you um, are one of the leaders in the first ever Thought Leader Collective. And for that, I am so grateful because it is a collective. It's, it's a, a, a collaboration of all of our efforts and our energy and our presence that has made it what it is. But I'd love for you to share a little bit about what it's been like for you. Before I do that, I want to take a moment to acknowledge you for the amazing group that you cultivated and not even the group that you cultivated, but um, who you've been and who you be, because that I know has made such an impact on our collective this year and our group. Um, So thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Personally, um, I have never been a part of, well, I like that it's a collective versus like a mastermind because, um, we connect outside of the calls. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, I have week, not weekly, but like catch-ups with Lucas and Jen and Jessica and, um, everyone in the group. And, um, it's so much more than, um, you know, meeting about business or personal growth or personal development, but, I truly feel like they're my friends and family. And I, I feel that I told Ruby she was my spirit mother. She didn't say that. <laughs> so, so it's one thing to be, you know, in a, in a group of like-minded people, but then it's another thing to be in a group of like-minded people who truly want to see you rise and want to see mm-hmm. you do better. And I've never been around such generous giving humans. I mean, so everyone has their own little expertise. Mm -hmm. And so being able to, um, like really benefit from that and also having the reciprocity, um, Mm -hmm. because we all have great boundaries. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We all honor our inner work and our self care. Um, and that's reflected in the communications that we have with each other. So for me, I've always wanted to be in a group of leaders who push me to be better, who push me, um, to want more for myself, I guess you could say. But what's what's really been amazing about 2020 and being in TLC was that um, I had that, but I had it in a very like organic way. Like it wasn't, you know how sometimes you're part of a group and like one person is doing super well and then it can feel a little bit awkward. Mm-hmm. It's not ever like that with our group. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of hard to put into words, but um I just never felt any competition. It truly was a collective. It truly was all of us rising together and bringing each other up and bringing each other, cheering each other on um, and a place to really connect. So I feel extremely seen in our group and heard and valued um, and accepted. Um, And yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm so mushy, but that's really how I feel. That leaves me feeling very mushy. (laughs) (laughs) They're like my family. I love them. I love that. I love, I love that reflection. I love hearing it because I think one of, I mean, one of the reasons why I designed it the way it is, is because I myself, like I just got sick of the masterminds and the group programs out there where it feels like there's an uneven energetic exchange. Mm-hmm. And I think so much of that has to do with the curation of the group um, as, as well as just how it's being led. And so it's amazing to hear that reflection um, and just know that you were a big part of cultivating 
that loving family energy <clears throat> in the group, right? Like you were a part of it. You were a family member. And so thank you for that reflection. Oh, thanks. Yeah. You know what it is? It's like, no one's trying to get ahead of each other. Yes. Right. We talk about business. Um, and there's some like top experts in there who then help, you know, everyone else with what they're an expert in, but no one is trying to get ahead of each other. And that was, I thought really, really, really beautiful because even though we are all, all entrepreneurs, um, it was like just so much more than that. Mm. Butterflies. Thank you. Um, we are nearing the end of the episode and we've talked about a lot of really good things that are going to support leaders um, in creating super aligned, feel good businesses and missions. Um, and I'd love to, for you to now share a final thought for them, the final thought that you want to leave them with. Mm. I'm very verbose. (laughs) Final thought is that if you have a calling on your heart to be a leader, to do more, do you feel like you have this purpose? That that feeling isn't a lie. And that you, you have a seat at this table and you can even go build your own table because your voice matters and you matter. And so I, I, encourage you to lean into that feeling that is your truth um, and follow it because yeah, your purpose matters. So stop holding yourself back. I love that. And I feel like that needs to be a shirt. Your purpose matters. Oh, <laughs> we're all going to have our own t-shirts. Um, Shanae, thank you so much for just blessing us with your presence. Once again, it's awesome. I feel like we just recorded part two to part one. And again, for everyone listening, if you want to listen to the first episode we recorded, um, just head to episode 151 and tune into that. Um, Shanae, thank you. I love you. It's just been such an incredible honor to have you in my life. I am so grateful for you. Me too. Thank you. And um, for those of you listening, if you want to learn more about Thought Leader Collective and how you can be part of the 2020 collective, just head to www.rubyframon.com forward slash TLC. And if it feels aligned and right, please apply today. Thank you so much for joining me and Shanae on today's Thought Leader, where we are challenging you to rise up, speak up, and create a movement. If you loved this episode and this conversation between me and Shanae, please do us a favor and share it with a like-minded leader, with someone who needs to hear this message today, and be sure to drop a rating and review on iTunes. And if you have any questions for either myself or Shanae, just reach out to us on social media. My handle is at I am Ruby, and you can hit up Shanae at Shanae Momoko. Those links, all the links are going to be in the show notes. And I will see you back here on Monday for a brand new episode of Today's Thought Leader.